0: get it started you are now tuned into my parents office yeah, with brett castle and andrew diaz new new dropping
1: yeah you know where i'll be at believe that new england flow when your speakers trying to run game lace heat like
0: sneakers in a flashlight lightning bugs i pop up at your spot and i'm lighting it up yeah jr on a mic and i'm next to blow no commercials i turn to an episode better get down to business begin the show so let me get going welcome to mpo what's up guys welcome to the my parents office podcast i am your host andrew diaz today i am joined via zoom by my co-host tom cherubin um today we've got tom and i are going to do a american songs draft with the fourth of july coming up this weekend um following that talk a little nba little uh, gta 6 is supposed to drop in four years so the wait continues and the NIL just passed for college athletes. Um, following all of that, we've got an interview with powerlifter Jake Casey, who just competed in his first, his first meet. Um, so we recorded that actually before we're doing this. So that was a, a good interview talking to him. We talked about his baseball recruitment uh, to Central as well. So before we get into everything, um, congrats to Tommy Thayer. He won the t-shirt giveaway. Um, he's already DM me, so we worked that out. Social media, follow us at My Parents' Office on Instagram and Twitter. My Parents' Office podcast on Facebook. Go like that. Clips go up on there. TikTok, My Parents' Office. Uh, Substack, articles from the office. Um, YouTube, the link is in all of our bios if you just want to look it up. It should just be under my name um, or type in interview with uh, X person that you want to see. Um, for next week, we've already got one interview lined up with a friend of the show, came on early on, Dave McCain, uh, Bryant Longsnapper. So I'm definitely excited to talk to Dave. Connecticut guy, uh, played him in high school, so it's always good to talk to him. And then we're still working on a possible interview that would actually be a real fun one um, with a college wrestler. Don't really want to give it away in case it it does fall through, but we've got that in the works. Um, actually, a fo- I should say a former college wrestler. So an All-American. So with that being said, Tom, what's going on?
2: Nothing much, man. Nothing much at all. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Um, you know, the,
0: the weather is actually outrageous right now. We lost power That's for crazy. a quick minute um, like a couple hours ago. So I was worried that this wouldn't be happening tonight. But you know, it, it's looking like we're in the clear so far. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of happy about that. That
2: lighting was looking crazy out there. It was like, I thought I was going to hit something or get, like, close to it. when I was, I was driving around. And I was like, holy shit. It was I, nuts. I, but.
0: All right. So, we did the Summer Song draft last week. I think every time, uh, every Thursday when you co-host, we'll, we'll do a different type of draft. Like we said, five picks. Um, just go bat, ping pong it back and forth. But uh, for this one, we got the 4th of July coming up, which is – an overall great holiday. It's also my birthday. So I, that's why I always look forward to it as well. Um, but we're going to kind of hop into the American song draft. I mean, to give Tom, the number one pick. So the stipulations for it song either has to have America, American, USA, United States in the title, or be about America in general. So that's pretty much, I mean, there's a lot of country songs, but I was looking through Apple Music. Tom was probably looking through Spotify. And there's a lot of other songs that do kind of fall into that category that you wouldn't really expect by artists you wouldn't expect. So, you know, I, I do kind of think I know what you're going to go with, number one overall.
2: I, 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 but uh, I'll just let me hear it. It's Party in the U.S. Come on now. Whenever – like, that's the first thing I play on 4th of July. Like, I hop in my car and I'm like, I. Right. This is the one time – well, no, I can listen to Party of USA or whatever, but, like, this is the time where it matters. Just That's
0: like, an ultimate, like, summer and party song. Like, honestly, whatever, because for our generation, that was, like, the song you heard at every, like, field day, every school get-together, because it was huge at the time when it came out. And now it's just – it's one of those songs, like, you see a lot of, like – remember when LMFAO, they were big, that whole
2: – Great, I remember that one.
0: But that hasn't stood the test of time like Party in the USA. Nobody really plays like Party Rock Anthem
2: anymore. Party in the USA still gets played consistently. I mean, if, if I hear Party Rock Anthem happening at a party, I might like start getting hyped to it. It, it, it depends right. on the crowd itself. I'll be like, I we're seeing it. And then, but if it's like, say, if it's younger, if it's people younger than us, like say like people like maybe six, 15, 16, what, what do they know about Party Rock? Nothing. Time, no. Party USA, that's, that's pretty easy to keep going just because Miley Cyrus is still still putting out that music.
0: It's a, universal, a, uni- a universally loved song. All right. So with my first pick, um, you know, I've got a couple that I'm thinking of, but I'm going to go. Ooh, I'm going to go American Kids by Kenny Chesney, uh, possibly my favorite summer country song because it's just got the guitar beat. It's just all about, I don't know if it's about Kenny Chesney, but it's just about growing up as an American kid in the Midwest, which I, neither of us have experienced, but it sounds pretty cool. Um, So it's just about him talking, doing all that, like playing football in high school, um, what your dad's like, what your mom's like in that time. And it's just a good American song. So that's going to be my number one pick American kids. I feel like I could have got it later, but there are a few other songs i've got uh in the chamber so i'm going to pass it over back to you for your number 2 pick
2: it's going to be it's going to be odd it's it's country roads now hear me out right. just it's whenever i hear like when I, I just think of america or like when you think of like a basic ass american you're like west virginia or just virginia just pops up in my head i don't know why but it just sounds like that's country that's america so I, it, for me it kind of correlates in, in my head it works out that's like oh it's american it's west virginia right mountain all that stuff that just trust the process on that song
0: one of the most like electric things my dad said he ever experienced was uh he had a friend at the time rob nam new friend of the show he's been on once he was cover. he's out in colorado springs now covering like broncos and stuff but he used to cover pittsburgh fo- steeler football and west virginia football and my dad went down to a game when they played syracuse and he said that they before the game and they still do it today. The whole stadium sings "Country Roads" before the game, so that's just you that combine a, something like football, which is one of the most American things, and you combine "Country Roads," which is about like it's just about a state, about what it's like being from West Virginia, and it, you you get about a, as American as it gets. So "Country Roads" is actually an underrated pick. I didn't really have that. Oh, yeah. I didn't think of that one. Oh,
2: so, West Virginia, I see that. That sounds probably that would be. The stadium in there, when they're singing that, it's got to be something else.
0: Um, so number two, I'm going to go American Pie by Don McLean. Um, it, it's a song that like I heard growing up, um, and that's another one. Like, it stood the test of time for myself. Um, the Day the Music Died, it talks about um, when the big bopper got into the plane crash he, and he dies all that, it's like a It's like a six, seven minute song, but that's when I feel like it's an underrated one that like a lot of people know the lyrics to, um, or at least a full verse in it, at least people know the lyrics to. So that's why I think that gets on there too, is it's a universally underrated song, but a lot of people love it. Um, and it's got American in the title. So that's how it's going to be my second overall pick. So you've got Party in the USA and Country Roads. Right now I'm sitting with American Kids and American Pie.
2: And it's tough. It um, is. it's not easy. Give me the Jimi Hendrix Star Spangled Banner. Okay, all right. Give I like that. that. Give me just it's something about that performance, it's just the performance itself. It's just amazing. A little yeah, odd pick. I'm not, I probably won't be like bumping that the whole entire time, but like when you listen to that, it's it's powerful. That's all.
0: The the guitar in it is unreal. It's just oh, overall, yeah. just it's it's, it's like you said, it is, it is super powerful when, you, when it, it gets played.
2: I was, if uh, I could see that live,
0: man. that would be unreal. So, my number three pick, I'm going to go the first, I think, real out of the box one. I'm going to go American Boy by Estelle featuring Kanye West.
2: Uh, Here we
0: go. That's just honestly that and like Knock You Down, um, the Carrie Hilson song. Yep. With Kanye are two of my favorite like Kanye features I think ever. If you're like taking the uh, the Watch the Throne album out of the picture, those are my two favorite like f- actual features from him. Um, it's just Estelle talking about an American boy that I'm assuming is Kanye West in the song that she's yeah. uh, pretty much singing about. Kanye's part in it is great. Uh, so that that's gonna be like my sort of out of the box pick at least for right now. Um, but yeah, overall, great song. And that's when you can bump, I think, year-round. And it, yeah, I, and I love Estelle, too. Super underrated. Yo. So th- those two coming together on a song is just great.
2: I have number four pick. Ooh, 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 ooh. You know, th- th- this sounds always tough to me, just because, like, like, you know, growing up, my household's, like, we're not American nationality. Yeah plain honest so it's it's always tough talking about like song or like sometimes i feel like out of the box from like american like events but then i get inside but like i'm that's just my mind working right now just um give me american girl tom petty
0: that's a good pick i was watching uh barstool did an america draft and one of the guys took like so it was like song person landmark miscellaneous and like food and one of the guys took that in the first round so that was actually going to be my next pick it's a an unreal Yeah, i
2: took your pick shit
0: no no i've got a couple other ones in the in the chamber yeah no that's an uh, i think an underrated one too to, nope. to actually throw into this um so yeah I, I really do like that pick there uh number four i'm gonna go with ooh. So I've taken – I'm going to go Made in America by Toby Keith. Um, that one's just – that's, like, straight America. Like, inject it right into my veins. It's an unreal song. Um, because It's just all about how Toby Keith doesn't want uh, – he wants America-made stuff. He likes saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Same with his wife. They love the flag. They stand for the flag. It's just the most pro-American song that I can really think of other than probably like, um, the Lee Greenwood one. Um, Jesus, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, I I should be ashamed as an American. Oh God, but yeah, it's just so pro-America that even like, that's just an overall summer song I think too. Um, but yeah, hang on. I have to find this Lee. Lee. God, God bless the USA. God, how did I forget that? Holy shit. Um, So, yeah, that's going to be my number four pick. That is a song like all – that was – I found it last summer. So, I pretty much bumped at the majority of last summer in my country playlist. So, yeah, uh, that's going to hop in there. Solid pick. Final pick of the draft, number five for Tom. What are you you thinking here?
2: Uh, I'll – I have a couple for the outside, so I'll outside my top five, I'll give it to Sweet Home Alabama. That's I, I so I thought you were
0: gonna go a different way here. I'm I wasn't gonna pick this one. I thought you were gonna go. This is America, the Gambino song.
2: I, that, that's like my outside like pick. So okay. I got like I got a couple outside picks. And I was like, if we're making it like pro like American right now, I'm like, all right, I got that. So I have I have outside picks too that I'll say later. That was one of them, hundred percent. Um,
0: that's a good one though. I mean, another. It, it's an out-of-the-box, I think, because it's not directly, like, about America. It's about, like, the state, but it just has that country feel. Like, it's, yep. it feels it's – it's got that summertime, like, you'll play it at a 4th of July barbecue.
2: Oh, 100%.
0: 100%. So, my last pick, I'm going to go
2: American Idiot by Green Day. That was going to be my outside pick because <laughs> I was like – it's not they're – they're kind of shitting on America, so, like, I'll say that for last, but that's a – fantastic
0: pick yeah that one it, it's you, you're right they are shitting on america so it's not uh, uh, it's that's like the same as a lot of people will say like born in the usa is a very pro-america song yeah. but it's like the complete opposite um yeah. when springsteen wrote it it's it's super non-american but if i really had to pick i was between those two and if i'm going to go with an a uh one that's anti-america in the america category i'm gonna go with american idiot play bumps super hard and it, I don't know if you remember when uh, the high school wanted to do the, the school play. Yeah, yeah, I then like about that, yep. And Green Day, like, when they found out that they canceled it, they, like, Green Day literally just shit on us, which yep. was pretty
1: crazy.
2: Um, I mean, it, it's – I remember seeing that IG post. I was like, holy shit, Enfield's known for something. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they were doing, like, press
0: – like, they were on, like, a press tour, I think, at the time, too so they talked about that too like that was a big talking point in a lot of that so i'm like damn this uh this is not a good look for us but uh yeah american idiot hops in at five do you have like one or two honorable mention
2: i mean the american was gonna be my honorable mention american dreaming jay-z
0: Ooh, ah that's a good
2: one right there and then this is america was into my other honorable mention as well those are my top three outside the box
0: my other ones probably would have been, like I said, Born in the USA. I got Red Solo Cup on there. Um, the, I didn't want to go back-to-back Toby Keith. And then my other one is Flyover States, the uh, Jason Aldean song. Because um, it just talks about middle America. Starts off, they're on a plane, and, like, one of the guys just is like, why would anybody live down in, like, Iowa or Nebraska? And he just goes, like, you've never seen a, a train – go across Oklahoma and I'm like honestly that sounds pretty boring but Jason Aldean makes me want to go watch a a mile long uh freight train go across the plains of like Kansas for some reason now because of this song but yeah so that those were probably in my uh my honorable mention right there but uh this was honestly an overall tough tough draft I'm oh, yeah. sure there are songs that we overall missed too 'll we'll, we'll text about it later and be like how did we not put that even like our honorable mention
2: it is what it is at that point well, we'll but we did good that's all that yeah. we got we got some good picks some definitely I'll be playing on Sunday for sure Yo. so,
0: so next we've got so like you mentioned you mentioned before we started the Nil passing um,
2: oh, yeah.
0: for college athletes to make money off of their likeness oh, that's and huge. it's crazy and actually, the first guy, I was super surprised, I think it was it's Graham Merence or Merence, the Wisconsin quarterback, created his own brand using his logo. Like, there's the Tiger Woods logo. There's yep. the Jordan logo. So now, I mean, I honestly don't think Graham Merence is going to be, like, a first-round pick in the okay. draft, but he can branch out. Like, guy like A guy like a Ben Boulware, after he graduated, opened up his own gym. He can oh, yeah. use, like, his own logo now, but had he had his logo in college – and that logo gets a little bit bigger playing at Clemson for him, and then he carries it to his gym. There's more publicity around it. Grandparents can do the exact same thing, or if he wants to launch like a merch brand after college, he can start using his logo and it'll be well known. Yep. But and then a, a, another big one: Will Levis, who's a Connecticut native, uh, quarterback at Penn State, transferred to Kentucky. He his last name is spelled L-E-V-I-S. He's been petition. He's like been up in uh Levi's on social media he wants them to sponsor him which I think would be pretty sick
2: they gotta work out and like Levi's isn't like we well, no that's converse I was thinking Levi's I was in Boston never mind but that would that would be perfect actually but just this overall thing for passing that's just fantastic you know these big schools are making millions of dollars on kids just playing football on the field or just any any sport just in general but like they are just getting millions of dollars and they are not getting a single cent I mean under the table, yeah, they're 100 percent getting money. We just don't know about it. Yeah. I got like a like you remember when LSU won and that or that I forget what was it the championship game and then yeah, with the oh, O'Neill no. just went onto the field to start hitting everybody money. The the greatest part of that was that
0: um I think Jamar Chase was like those were fake, that was like fake money. And then after Joe Burrow got drafted, somebody asked him about it. He was like, No, that was 100 percent real money. He's like, I'm in the league now, you can't do shit to me. Like, I do not care. But what what sport – I mean, take football, basketball, and baseball. Take, like, those big three out of it. What sport do you think is going to have, like, the most people make money off of their brand? Softball.
2: Are we counting softball in there? Yeah, you could keep – you think softball will? I, like, I enjoyed – like, the College World Series, I don't know why. I, like, was watching some of those. was like, this is kind of interesting to watch. I'm not going to lie. And – I could see like some of the top names go. I don't, like. I can't name it off the top of my head. But I was just
0: gonna ask. Can you name any? right No, now? <laughs> I can't because I'm
2: not that big of a. I like. I haven't been fully a fan. But you know, wow. these girls can definitely get like some cool, like either in town like things or even hmm. like smaller brands. They can just get money. So I think softball is gonna be huge for that. I I think. I think soccer will have a fairly
0: big presence i also think wrestling will because i was brett sent me a thing uh earlier today because i think a lot of people are going to now just try to make money off of their social media accounts and they looked at the big 10 and the two out of the three so the top three guys that have top three athletes in the big 10 with the highest social media followings are not football players they're not basketball players or baseball players or even softball players Gable Stevenson, Gable Stevenson is number one, the Minnesota heavyweight. The next is a gymnast from Penn State. And I think following that is a wrestler, I think Wisconsin. Let me check just to, for accuracy. But I was thinking that's actually pretty crazy. Yeah. Oh, no. It's RBY, Roman Bravo Young, the 125 or the 133 from Penn State. Uh, and then Micah, Michael jo, Jaro, the gymnast from Penn State. That's their one, two, three right there. Following that is Tua Tunga Viola's brother, uh, tu- Tulia Tunga Viola. Um, so – and then the rest, I mean, Spencer Lee is in there who's a wrestler. So four, three of the top ten in social media following in the Big Ten are wrestlers. I think that'll be a pretty big market for a lot of people. But I honestly don't think smaller sports benefit from this, like a, a crew um, – I honestly, a big one I think would actually be like e-games because yeah. giving those out, schools are giving scholarships like that out now. Um, A lot of te- schools are adding that. And I would be curious as to what a smaller, like a sport that almost feels intramural, like a spike ball is going to do.
2: That's it. I mean, the only ways I could see is like, like sports like that. Like i am even think like hockey too in my mind. Yeah. Big balls. Like what, what, what would they do for a sponsorship be like my main thing. This is like, well, I'm trying to think because like when I think of hockey, I think of like, we're fighting and we're drinking and that's pretty much it. Yeah. But you can't see like a 19 year old kid that's playing hockey be like, oh, I'm sponsored by Nickelodeon Ultra now. Like, right. like how, how could that happen? So it all depends. Like it's the sport first, the popularity. And then what can like, I, like other things connect to it?
0: I, I think you'll see a lot. Le- I think we're thinking like Nike, hopping in on sponsorships and bigger, like, or not even Nike, but like bigger brands. I think you'll see a lot of these brands just pay an athlete, like a Gable Stevenson, a Chris Olave, a, I'm um, trying to think basketball. Like if Cade Cunningham was still in college, I think you'll see maybe like a Chipotle or a, yeah. uh, a, a Netflix pay them and do sponsored ads on their Instagram and Twitter pages. And TikTok, too, because that's a new platform that a lot of athletes are prominent on. So I think you're going to see a lot of a lot of that going on where it's like, hey, we'll give you X amount of money. If you sponsor Chipotle, just put like you just have to put like the hashtag ad with it. But they can be like, you know, uh, before a match or before a game, I love getting a Chipotle bowl. I mean, Zach Wilson coming straight out of the draft, the BYU quarterback to the Jets. He got sponsored right away and got pretty much. Was like, hey, if you want to get a bowl just like me, go on the app and order it. And it, he showed out his whole order. So I think you're gonna see a lot of stuff like that where, uh, I like food, uh, like restaurants are gonna do that, and maybe streaming services will yeah. hop in and say, just do sponsored ads for us.
2: I'm also like bringing back like the brands, at least like Nike, Adidas, anything like that. I'm thinking like, when people know who's gonna be a first rounder, do does like a Nike like hit up like a, say like a top three, like draft pick for basketball. They like, they pick him up before or like start like really, really like scouting or like just talking, like say like they're right in before they get the draft. They're like, all right, we got, we got him. He's a Nike sponsored athlete now, no matter what, right. Even before he's drafted. So I think, I think more Brits are going to start looking maybe into that too. Just being like, okay, these are like our top 10, which they already do now, but like they're going to go like more heavily into talks with them and be like, hey, let's get you a sponsorship right now. So that, like, a Nike sponsorship could potentially happen, but you have to be, like, some star athlete that's going to be, like, you're going to carry this sport for, like, the next 10 years probably. I,
0: I I agree with you a lot on that because, I mean, you see it the day after, like, a lot of guys get signed. Trevor Lawrence signs with Adidas. I think Lawrence technically had a deal with Adidas once the season ended because he was wearing cleats like them at their pro day. Um but officially, like, inked the deal once he was drafted and, like, in the profe- in the the NFL. So I think you're just going to see a lot of them, like, if there's a surefire guy, like a Lawrence, like a uh, – yeah, like, like DeAndre Ayton coming out of college, it's going to be, like, a lottery pick, a, a top three
2: pick. They're just going to give him that money right away. It makes sense. I mean, might as well just hop on that bag opportunity right away, start making more money, easy goes it. I, I'm curious as to what like a smaller,
0: like, cause you have your tier one, it's Nike Adidas Under Armour. Those are your top three. I'm curious as to what the, the tier below that, like a Noble, a Converse, a Puma Reebok. Reebok what are they like? Cause this could be big for them. You don't have to give these athletes a lot of money because they're not in the pros yet. You could bank on a guy being a late first round, early second round in like a year before he goes to the draft And give him money. Um, Like if, uh, because that's what I mean, Puma got DeAndre Ayton. And that year that Ayton got drafted, I think they picked up a few more guys that were top 20 picks in the draft. So Puma kind of made a splash then. I think NBA, you could see Puma and Converse make a bit of a return. Noble, I don't really know where they would fall athletic wise because they don't have. You can, don't you have. Know, you can do it
2: like as like a training, like you know, like oh, this is me training, This is what I use for training. Mm-hmm. Like these shoes are what I train with. Something like that.
0: Noble's weird because I don't know if I told you told was talking to you about this, but their two top athletes are Ben Bulware, the guy I was talking about before, who's not in the NFL. He was on like the Panthers practice squad for a year, and then it's Will Greer, who's like the Panthers third string quarterback. Those are like their two top athletes. That they're sponsoring, like in the that are that I know of at least, which is very odd. I feel like a lot more guys would want to sign with them or they would be giving money out. But I, I don't know, I, I'm curious
2: about that. It's still a relatively like growing brand. I see a lot more coming, at least like in the gym, I'm seeing a lot more people wear them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I think give it like another four years, maybe four yeah. years or less. We're gonna see a lot more noble just because you know, you see people they'll, you know, they'll find different shoes. Like we see people a lot right now, like I wear once to the gym, but you see people like wearing blazers or anything like that. Like what's something different? Oh, Noble has got some really cool designs, got some really cool colors and they work well in the gym. So give you it know, like four years or less and we're going to see a big trend happen. I could, I could see it happening. Absolutely. Yeah. And especially you like Jordan primarily
0: when they first came out, I know this was a very long, a lot longer run before a lot of their newer stuff came out, but, they primarily were a basketball and a style sneaker. Now they're doing football cleats, baseball cleats, and golf shoes. So could Noble break into that game a little bit maybe where they do golf? I could see them actually coming out with golf shoes as like the trainers. You've got that or the runners where you wear those and they've just got the little golf spikes on the bottom. I think that would be a cool thing for them to do. And then you sign a young golfer, maybe one coming out of college, or that's in college and he wears those golf sneakers. So I, I think they there's a lot of opportunities for brands like that that aren't on the same level as Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour.
2: Oh yeah. But just so. overall, overall, just overall win for those people that are playing D1 sports, just any sports in general. Like it's been too long where they've just been like the big school just been making and making money. Like you look at this school like LSU, right? It's huge, like mm. locker rooms, all the stadiums, all that. It's just like, all right there's definitely a lot more money that you could be giving to kids or whatever, or like letting the kids actually make money that are like not on full scholarship, anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's good. I'm just happy to see this now.
0: Now where, where do you fall in the argument of net? Like prior to the NIL being passed, the athletes being paid, not off their likeness, but getting like a stipend.
2: It depends. Cause just because like, how, how would the pay go? Are you going to give like your top like players this x amount of money or like no? It would
0: be like a stipend across like oh, okay. all like the whole athletic team like
2: gotcha. okay. You're okay, getting
0: okay. like say like I, I just throw a number like two hundred dollars a week. That would be their stipend. I'm a, I'm personally against it. Really? Why? Uh, why? Well, especially at the Division One level, I could see them implementing it at maybe the Division Two or Division Three, where guys aren't on full scholarship or any scholarship at all, but Division One majority of a football roster a basketball roster those and those are the sports that cry the loudest when it comes to them getting paid I think majority you're on scholarship you're getting the free education you're living in the dorms you have different I mean if you look at the Clemson facilities and stuff like that they've got their own cafeterias there and that I mean I'm using Clemson as the example but that goes the same for all athletic facilities UConn's when I saw theirs They've got their own full kitchen there. So I I look at it as you're getting paid. You're also playing a sport. Um, You're not the same as a a student, a normal student that has to work. I don't know. I'm I'm just against overall paying the athletes. But the likeness thing I do fully agree with, because if the school is going to make money off your back, and a perfect example is a guy like a Trevor Lawrence, where when you thought Clemson football, you thought of Trevor Lawrence he should have been able to make money off of his brand because he could have had a brand of merch that sold out like crazy. So that's where I fall on it now, especially now with the likeness being passed, I'm way against
2: the athletes getting paid. I didn't think of it like that. I was just thinking like overall, like, you know, we're we're still watching them for entertainment. Right. I didn't think of it like that. Like, you know, most of them are on full scholarship. They're getting, you have all of their stuff paid for all that. But then again, like I look at it, Say or I don't think the school necessarily needs to pay them. I would say they get an earning of like if they're on like national television, mm-hmm. like you know they're they're like the hot like eight o'clock game on a Saturday, right? For example, like give them some of that money that's come, coming from the viewers or just coming from like the ads, or anything like that, you know? Because that's like the same thing in football. They're getting paid like we're watching them. Yeah. So I know they're getting like cuts of it. So at least like give them so doesn't need to be a crazy amount. Just be like, oh, uh, you know, we have X amount of people watch here's the money, here's, like, 20% that's going to be divided into the whole team. Something like that could make sense. But again,
0: I, I just think the only issue with that, like, when the, if that, like, happened, is now it's, well, does every player get paid, both both teams? Is it the guys that were playing, the 22 that were playing all snapped? I just think once you get into that world, because then there's all – like, I don't know, it becomes a very slippery slope when it gets into that. I don't fully right? disagree with you on that. I just think there's a lot of flaws in it. If they could iron out a system that really worked out for the athletes and the networks, then I'm all for it. But I, I just think when you really get into
2: that, it's super slippery slope. Actually, you're, you're 100% right on that. I wasn't like, thinking too much about the other factors. So, yeah, I don't know like how just how they'd be able to pay all that. It's it's too much. Unless someone's already thinking like this, then it's just too much right now. They have an actual plan. Yeah.
0: So we talked. I, I've been. I, I'm a huge fan of Grand Theft Auto, um, yeah. GTA Five. Like, but I've been playing it since middle school. Yeah. Um, and you hear rumors. I don't know. Were you a GTA Five kid? Oh yeah.
2: St- do you still play it all or no? I, I I haven't hopped on like a PlayStation and Xbox in like say a couple months now. But well, I saw it with GTA Six. I mean, that like what five years, four years. It's coming yeah, 2025, out.
0: 2025 they announced it's going to be dropping. So, it's – Jesus. Like, they gave us blue balls on it. They're like, yeah, GTA 6 is coming out, but you got to wait four more years. It's like, oh, sick. The game we've been waiting for for, like, ten years now, or at least that's what it feels like. Oh, yeah. You're just going to be like, all right, uh, now you're going to wait a little bit longer.
2: It could going to be mid-20s just, like, killing a bunch of kids in a lobby. Oh,
0: I'm going to grind that game. I'm getting – like, when I get that, I'll be – I only like I'll have a job at that point. Like I'll have graduated college, you know, like Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, so I like I'm gonna grind the shit out of that game. Like We're well, like we gonna
2: be able to do everything. If I can't walk into like some random ass store, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, like I like saw that all over like Twitter. Can't like walk into,
0: which is so dumb in the game.
2: Knows it. Like, why have it? Like, I get it. Like for like, okay, just how it looks, the aesthetic or whatever. Like, come on now. If I'm not, there's better be like some crazy ass things. and so right now in GTA 5, they just keep updating and updating the game. Like the map doesn't get like any new. It's just like different challenges yeah. that, like, from what I've been seeing. But like, there's better be a big ass map. It better be a lot to do. That's pretty They're, much the only thing they've added
0: to the game that like has legitimately made it worse since I, cause I stopped playing and then like over COVID, hop back on, stop playing. Now I'm kind of back playing it a little bit they added these guys that like this thing that you can buy, it's worth like $3 million on GTA. And it literally flies around. It's got like homing launchers on it. So anytime you're near one of them, you're going to get pieced by the guy like four times. You just go ghost mode on him and hope you can get away from him or go passive mode. So you're literally just getting blown up by these things. I I don't know what the name of it is, um, but it, it just ruins the game. It literally has ruined the game, adding those. And, but I, I, I did hear rumors, I don't know how true it was, like, years ago people talked about it, where they were going to try to make the whole map of
2: the U.S., which would I've be, heard unreal, that. Which would be I've, unreal. I've heard of making it, we could go across, like, we go like to Europe, heard that. Ooh. Connecting all the maps together, also heard that, too. But making it, like, different, but, like, having it that big. So, they, they have, we have high expectations on them right now. And that we're going
0: to get absolutely boned by our expectations. 100%. It's going to just be GTA 5, new vehicles, a little bit of new stuff. And that's
2: going to be about it. Because like they, they just keep making these drops and like updates. Like how much, what's different you can make from a game you've already basically perfected of GTA 5? Like what can you make differently in GTA 6? Is it just going to become like a, how like sports games are? Like great, 2K releases, some new like online modes and they make their player look a little sweaty for more realistic but still basically the same game yeah so is, is that gonna be like the new fall for gta 6 where we're like oh gta 7 like three years after that so it's just like yeah. a small upgrade
0: 2k and madden really screwed people over because they make the game the exact same every year now it literally sucks like but i but i, I i'm a dummy and i buy madden i'm not a huge 2k fan i buy madden every year because i'm like i want to play with this rookie i play with that rookie for about three weeks and i'm like i don't know why bought this game but when NCAA the new NCAA college football game comes out I think that's in 2023 that is going to be unreal that's going to be a good game that's going to be crazy because last game was 14 I'm curious what's crazy is the kid that's going to be on the cover of that game is probably still in high school which is crazy to think about unless they go like with a retro cover which I think they I could see them doing a retro one between all the years that they missed where you see like Johnny Manziel on it, Trevor Lawrence, um, Ezekiel Elliott. I could see all those guys maybe get put on the cover as like the very first one. And then like the following year, you do a new cover athlete. But I could
2: oh see. Oh my like, God.
0: I'm so, I'm more excited about that than GTA. I
2: mean, it's, it's, I think it's going to turn to the same thing again. You know, we're going to get that hype of like, oh, it's back. We're playing it. And it's going to be a yearly thing again. It's like we're just playing with different players at this point. The difference with that and Madden though, which is crazy
0: is like their game modes are a lot more fun because you can start as a high schooler, get recruited into like the, my, the, my career. If you do like a franchise and you recruit players, you do all that type of stuff. It's super realistic. Um, I mean, I hope they keep a lot of that stuff in it and you can like make your own college. You can play that. So like, I'm, I'm really, that one I'm real excited for. I'm with the second it comes out, I'm buying it. I don't care they could charge $350 for it. I'm going to buy it. At that point, I'm so excited for that to come out compared to GTA six. Like, I don't know, dude,
2: I can't wait for that. I mean, I just like, same thing was happening with like FIFA Two. It was just like, it was the same thing over and over again. But like you, like you said, it's like, it's good. You're going to be hyped. You're going to get different game modes every year. And that like, that I, whenever I play sports, like games in general, I like playing that career mode of like, you make your player. Mm-hmm. You have to go do whatever. You go for like the with uh, 2K. You go like this year, or, like the combine or something like that, or like how it was last year. Um, Madden, you start with high school. Yep. think right, you did, and go to college, all that. Yeah, so, you, go- you
0: like you committed to a college, then you played, or yeah, yeah. So you start in high school, you commit to a college, then you play like a couple games in college, then you do a combine, and then you get
2: drafted, which was pretty cool. I just hope, like, games, like, when they see that, they realize like, it could add so much more to it instead of, like, making, like, oh, that career mode or whatever is, like, just, like, 15 hours of gameplay. Make it make it more interesting. Give us, like, more options, all that type of stuff. Not just, like, oh, here's a game, play it. Or, like, here's two – like, here's a question. There's two possible answers you could do. Give me some variety. That's I agree. All. Um. So, wrap it up a little
0: bit. I do want to talk a little NBA playoffs. Um, last night, Atlanta wins. Like, they they, they dominated Milwaukee Huge Huge without win. Trey Young.
2: Huge. But the uh, big thing in that game is Giannis.
0: Yeah, he went down. It looked like he, got, he actually got shot. I, I don't know what actually happened. I mean, if he tore his ACL, I hope that didn't happen. They, they
2: said it wasn't. I think that they were, like, releasing reports. It wasn't anything, like, too crazy, but he's definitely, like, questionable. I think that's what the Bucks are putting. That's for game five. Yeah. But I think it was, like, an hour before the game, like, 9 o'clock-ish, so made the game start. I was, like, just thinking, I was, like, what if Giannis gets injured tonight? I was really thinking that to myself. Like, I was, like, Giannis could get injured. I could see that 100% happening, and I was, like, holy shit, it happened. I was, like, that's, I'm going to go buy a lottery it, it, ticket at this point. It's unreal that...
0: Atlanta played as good as they did without Trey Young. Like, Bogdanovich is a a cheat code. Querker is nasty. Like, those two dudes took over the game last night, Bogdanovich especially, and just played out of his mind. He is a lethal shooter right now. He's about as hot as it gets. And then – a good series. And then flip to Phoenix. Uh, We're taping this on Wednesday night. Phoenix is playing L.A. It's, what, 3-2 right now. Yep. Um –
2: I I think Phoenix yeah.
0: closes it out tonight, but if I don't, if they don't, I think LA wins.
2: Yeah, I mean, if, if if the Suns don't close it out tonight, then that last game against the Clippers is gonna be it's gonna be a dog battle probably, but I think the Clippers can definitely pull through. I still want I, I don't want to see the Clippers in the finals. I don't know why. I still I see agree with there. you. Like I agree with you. I would so much like I love Giannis, but I want to see the Hawks in the final just because I've been. Really liking Trey Young. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are hopping on the bandwagon. I might be too, but like Trey Young has just been amazing. I've been liking his style, being like that bully. So I would just love to see the Suns, the be Hawks, because like it's not like a, finally you're thinking about the NBA. You think like oh, you have like the Lakers in there or like any team with LeBron on. You like think like like the, think the past
0: few years, you think like L LA, like Lakers, Spurs, um, really out of the West, those are the two. And then out of the East, you kind of think you Miami, you the Boston, uh, technically Cleveland, I guess. I mean, they've been so up and down. And then maybe even like I don't really don't even think Brooklyn. Like the past few years, um, like those, they, they, had
2: a, they had a good year, they had a good season. They and their playoff run, they just shit the bed at that point. They don't. They don't have defense. Nets don't have a defense. They just know how to outscore. Because you see, yeah. like the scores in those games, it's like. Any Nets game you see is, like, 140 to, like, 120. They just don't want to outscore. They're getting solid defense going. They are going to be dangerous.
0: Yeah, I know I completely agree. Um, trying to figure out what time do they tip off. Oh, that was game. Right sure was game. Hang on.
2: I think it's uh, oh, they're
0: playing now. Uh, Phoenix yeah. is up 12-9 right now uh, in the first quarter. So, by the time you hear I mean, I'm predicting Phoenix wins tonight. Um, by the time you hear this what are you going Phoenix tonight? I'm going Phoenix. And then you got a Hawks Suns final. That's your prediction. I'm I'm in the same boat.
2: I mean, it's a way at Clippers. That's the one thing. It's a way at LA. So who knows how that crowd's going to be.
0: Yeah. I, I agree, but uh so I've got Hawks Suns. I've got Suns winning in 6 in the final. Give me your prediction right now.
2: I you got know, Hawks-Suns, Hawks winning in seven. It's going game
0: seven. I would, I would appreciate that. As a fan, I'd appreciate that.
2: As a huge fan, I would like to see Trey Young hit a last shot game winner. That's that's the way I write it out. That's the way I hope the NBA writes it out, but it who knows? But I would like a Hawks-Suns, Hawks in seven is what I want to see.
0: All right, so that'll wrap up Tom and I tonight. Um, now we've got the interview with Jake Casey, Powerlifter Tom and I know him uh, both. All three of us, Lightning Fitness members. So, uh, Jake Jake threw up massive numbers at his uh, first ever competition. So, uh, expect to hear him back on the pod at some point when he's got another competition coming up. Because it was a, an awesome interview talking to him. But I uh, hope you guys enjoy. All right, now joining the show we have on uh, Connecticut native and powerlifter Jake Casey. Jake, what's going on, man?
1: How you doing, man? Thank you for having me.
0: I'm excited to get you on, um, little backstory, Jake just, uh, competed in his first competition and, uh, threw up some, looked like pretty crazy numbers. Um, were you expecting to throw up the numbers that you did at the competition?
1: Yeah. You know, so, um, for my first meet, I mean, like I was hoping, I was hoping to PR and everything, you know, mm. I was hoping for the best, but, uh, as soon as I hit that first squat, you know, when it just felt awesome, you know, it felt natural and, um, Everything I was doing prior to it, uh, so I've been working with uh, Steven Pez. He, um, he's a he's a powerlifting coach. He's out of Lightning Fitness, and uh, you know, going going with him, you know, was was definitely one of the best things I've done. You know, he uh, we peaked perfectly going into the meet, and uh, yeah, you know, I I felt great, especially that one day, and uh, I was hoping to hit some big numbers, and I ended up doing it. You know, so basically PR'd on everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Now with so starting with squat, um, I've got your numbers here. You your first was four ninety five, mm-hmm. then you went to five thirty, going to five fifty five. What was the mm-hmm. thought process there? What was like your prior one rep max, and what when did you decide that you were going to go five fifty five versus maybe five forty, um,
1: and kind of so on? So actually, so one of my buddies, his name's Wes, he handled me for the meet, so he actually called for that. Okay. Um, you know, as soon I knew, I knew I was going to hit that. Right as that, right as I hit that 5:30, I knew I was gonna hit a pretty good PR, pretty good numbers. The the um my second attempt 5:30 just flew up, moved you know. Crazy. So I was I knew I was gonna hit at least 5:55, and actually uh, I don't regret it, but I did actually I do think I have a little bit more in the tank. It just moved a lot okay. easier than I thought it would. But uh, as soon as as soon as I racked that 5:30, I knew I was gonna hit 5:55. Um, Wes actually, so I called for the 5:55. He was actually at the end of the meet. He actually said he was going to go for 565, but, <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. It was still a pretty decent PR, and yeah. um, my heaviest squat during um, during prep for the meet was 535, which was the week okay. prior. So uh, about a 20-pound PR, and uh, I think I have a little bit more in the tank, so we'll see. So then
0: going in, so bench, your first one, 325, 340, and then 355. was mm-hmm. I mean, bench seems – I know for myself, that's one that I struggle with the most. It seems like one that a lot of people um, that lift struggle with. Has Was that maybe a lift you struggled a lot with? Or did you feel real confident going in that you were going to put up
1: 350 plus? So, so, um, so bench for me, like, so I was a, I was a baseball player. So I used to not bench like a lot at all. So bench kind of took a long time for me to get pretty solid at. Mm-hmm. Took a lot of training, a lot of technique, a lot of work put in for that. And uh as soon as I started working with Steve, so we were benching like four times a week for like 10 weeks, which a lot of people say it's a lot, but my opinion, I think it's optimal if you're going for specificity in powerlifting. Yep. Um, and as soon as I started doing that and working with Steve, like it just kind of flew up, you know. So I had some pretty big PRs during training. I had uh my biggest was uh, 363. And uh so I knew I had a pretty solid uh bench coming in and uh Three fifty, so calm versus like training too, you know. It might it's gonna be a little bit less. Yeah. So um, actually, so warming up, we uh, we were warming up on one of these like shitty benches, <laughs> yeah. And um, I took my last warm, but I was like, uh oh, <laughs> I was like, you know, I was still trying to get in the zone. And then mm-hmm. uh, as soon as that, th- I hit that three twenty five the first attempt, I was like, okay, we're hitting something good today, right? You, you know, felt, so you felt felt a lot better when me. you hit that. What's
0: that? You got in the groove when you hit that. Yeah, you kind of felt felt after that, you know. Uh huh. So then the the last one, the video of you hitting six forty five on deadlift, that the the after part of it, you looked super excited about yeah, it. Uh-huh. So so, I mean, you went. It was a ten pound. Um, you bumped ten pounds. You went six thirty five mm-hmm. on your second attempt. Now you're going six forty five on your third. Mm-hmm. Was now the excitement for that? How big of a PR was that? And just going through your head going into it, was that mm-hmm. a number you didn't think that you were really gonna hit? Or and you just kinda got in the zone?
1: So so my goal, so I wanted to hit at least around six thirty five, which I hit for my second attempt. Yeah. Um, that was my goal going to the meet. Um six forty five. So my biggest my heaviest deadlift during the prep was six thirty five. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hit it fairly so I kinda tore a callus, so I hit it fairly easily, you know. But uh Going into it, I wanted it around 6.35, so I'm so happy with the 6.45. But um, so what happened, right? So the 6.35 for my second attempt moved a lot slower than I wanted it to. I just kind of, you know, long day, I kind of got out of the groove. And so for that 6.45, I had to really dial in, you know, um, in the back, listening to some music, just getting hyped, kind of getting in the zone. And then ended up just moving faster than the 6.35. And so that – and it just did after that, too, going nine for nine, my first meet, it was just I couldn't ask for anything better, to be honest. Yeah. You know, I was just so happy after that, you know, especially being at Lightning Fitness. Everybody there hyping me up, the, the members there, too. They're awesome there. It, it, you it's know? Your,
0: uh, your home. You're, you're on your home field. It, it yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. That's why I was so excited to compete there.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, you brought up music. Are you listening to that? One of the questions we always do, it's consistent on the show. Mm-hmm. Is whenever we have like an athlete on, we ask what their pregame playlist was. Uh-huh. So I'm curious. You played James okay. Catholic. What uh-huh. were like maybe one or two songs you listened to then and now when you're getting ready for the meet? What uh-huh. were one or two that maybe were going through your headphones at the time? So, I so the difference between the two.
1: So you know, I'm a little bit different. You know, I love heavy, heavy metal, hard rock, heavy metal. That's just growing up. That's all I listen to. You know, my dad loved that shit. So I that's all I've been listening to. Let's see. Some of my, so I'm trying to think the song I was listening to right before I hit that was two weeks by all that remains. That's my all time PR song that one step closer by Lincoln park and, um, the end of a heartache by kill switch engages. Those are, those are my three big PR songs. And, um, before I forget my Slipknot. those, those are my top four to get in the zone. Just when I'm ready to just attack stuff, you know, that's, those are my four right there now,
0: for when you were playing baseball was that kind mm. of the same for you like, yeah
1: yeah uh-huh. I've always kind of grew up listening to the same stuff you know I haven't really expanded too much um same same artists all that you know hard rock metal the good stuff like that that's basically all I've been listening to even yeah even have been playing baseball too uh-huh
0: so now going in day of the meet um what was your routine when you got there like what like walk me through your day before you go for your very first lift wake Mm -hmm. up what did you eat like what was kind of like your ritual throughout the day Mm -hmm. prior to your to going nine for nine
1: Mm -hmm. so so I actually one of the things I attribute really is the diet that day you know that that, I think that was actually really helped you know staying focused um not feeling too too full especially going into like my first squat and everything so that night, I don't know how, man, I usually don't sleep that good before something big like that, but yeah. I got a good night of sleep. Um, woke up around like 6.30 or so. Uh, I got there for rules at 7.45. And um, so I got up, I, um, I was cooking. I cooked a couple meals for the day. Uh, nothing too crazy, just some uh, ground beef, rice, some mm-hmm. whole food, something that I can digest really easily. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ate my first meal, which was uh, creamer rice, some uh protein powder and almonds okay and um i started sipping on some pedialyte water just to make sure i'm hydrated for that and uh right before so about hour before i took my first squat attempt around like eight forty five to 9 i um i had a shake which was consisted of some more protein um and a lot of oats you know just yeah. something something that can get down easy nothing crazy Yep. And, um, I was sipping on, uh, then right after that, I started sipping on my pre-workout right before that just to get some caffeine in, you know, mm-hmm. get a little bit hyped up. And, um, I had energy drink in the morning too, just cause I mean, I gotta wake up, you know, yeah, yeah. right before that. Um, so I had that, you know, I got hyped up for squats and throughout the day too. One thing I was doing was sipping on a ton of water. I think I drank like maybe two or three gallons, literally oh, wow. with, um, in, and I had some, uh, carbs in there, um, some this stuff called liquid iv so it's just like sodium potassium uh for uh electrolytes and uh some amino acids too just throughout the day just to make sure i'm feeling good fresh and definitely some more pediolite too i had a lot of pediolite that day just to make sure everything was good and then uh, so directly after i finished my third squat attempt i had um the ground beef and rice that i cooked before mm-hmm. uh because we had like an hour hour and a half before so i which was okay. actually awesome so i had enough time to let it digest and everything before we started bench. Then uh, same thing after bench, uh, ground beef, rice, and right before deads. And uh, that's – yeah, that was basically it for the day. I made sure I was eating, drinking a lot, a lot of fluids, make sure I stay hydrated, and a lot of caffeine, too, a lot of workout, I will say. <laughs>
0: that's what I was going to ask is kind of like how do you – so the morning meals you can kind of determine mm-hmm. after you weigh in and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the, the midday meals must have been – You were you kind of thinking about that before? Like when am I going to get this in? Did you know beforehand – that you were going to have like that hour, hour and a half break in between each lift.
1: So, so go for my first meet. I actually wasn't a hundred percent sure. Yeah. I, um, you know, I actually got lucky with that. We had a lot of time in between. There's a lot of lifters there. And, uh, so I did get a little bit lucky that I had a lot of time to let it digest and everything, but my plan was just to have it ready just in case, you know, I always over prepare, you know, bring everything, extra clothes, you know, extra pre-workout, um, everything. So I just basically was hoping that I could get it in sometime. Or I was just kind of just gonna squeeze it in, squeeze it in before a way to get it, Yeah, you know, yeah. Just to make sure I'm uh, not hungry or anything during the meet. Now
0: for weigh-ins, what weight class did you go and mm-hmm. were you close to weight? Like was that a struggle for you to cut down to uh, stay or or were you able to maintain?
1: So I competed in the one ninety-eight. Okay. Um I so the day a couple of days before I was I didn't really have to cut or anything too much. I, I was like 200 a couple of days before. So basically I just cut out carbs the day before a little, not a lot of water at all. I water loaded a little bit and um, I waited at 197. So it wasn't really a problem. I wasn't too worried about it at all. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so
0: that must've been a nice feeling knowing that. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the day that morning you were going to have to wake up and like hop on the yeah. scale and kind of cross your fingers and pray that you were going to mm-hmm. be uh, mm-hmm. underweight.
1: Yeah. So um, about a week or two before I weighed in around like 200. So like, Oh, I can't really, I can't really like beast, you know, I can't have too many calories. So I kind of a couple weeks out, I kind of, I didn't lower them too much. I was still eating a good amount. Um, just make sure I stay active and everything. But yeah, the day, a couple days before I was weighing myself and then like, I was water loading a little bit water loading was a lot of sodium too. And then I just basically cut everything out the day before, and I dropped a couple pounds, and it was pretty easy. I was a little bit worried, you know, especially for yeah. my first one. But, uh, yeah, I wasn't too worried, too. It, you know, I, I wanted to make sure I was under that 198. But even if I did weigh over a little bit, I didn't think it was too big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that was pretty much it, just a couple pounds. Now, following the meet, did you kind of go out after a
0: treat yourself? Or was it, like, right back, like, sticking to the diet, um, everything stays the same? Or did you kind of – did uh, you have a little bit of a celebration?
1: Yeah, we, we went out to eat. I had a nice, delicious burger, some fries and stuff too. So that was that was definitely well needed. I will say, uh huh. That's great. That's great to hear. Mm-hmm.
0: So the when did you kind of get into fitness, um, like the whole dieting aspect? Was that during high school when you were playing baseball, or did that follow once you got into college?
1: Yeah, so I started to get into it like probably around my sophomore year of high school, I would say I kind of got into it just for baseball. Um, I was lifting, you know, but then I really started to get serious around like later into my junior year of high school and senior year. That's when I really started to really enjoy lifting and eating good, you know, feeling good, all that. And then you took, it kind of took everything into college and then just kind of mm-hmm. took off from there. I did. Um, I really like, even in class and stuff too I would do like research I would I'd just be kind of bored I would look up stuff you know I, would want, I just wanted to gain more knowledge on everything and just kind of translate that into my lifestyle you know. Now with when you were at college how were you able to kind of because it's tough when you get
0: to school mm-hmm. um, nutrition wise gym wise too you don't know how you're going to really train if you get up to campus mm-hmm. how did you kind of factor that in obviously with COVID you're able to mm-hmm. be back home and go to lightning, but when you're yeah. back on campus, how do you kind
1: of deal with that? So, um, so actually, so going to college, the reason I went, one of the biggest reasons I went to central, I actually played baseball there at CCSU. Okay. So I originally only went to central to play baseball and everything. And then some things I wasn't a big fan of it, you know, so I mm-hmm. stopped, I stopped from there and I, I just enjoyed lifting a lot more it was more, more me, you know? Yeah. So when I was, so luckily I don't, I didn't live too far. So when I was on campus, I would either, I would go home, you know, get food, bring it back to my dorm, okay. or I would, um, try to go to the store myself and just try to eat as clean as possible. I didn't, I honestly, I didn't really eat too much on campus. I kind of did my own thing. I would bring snacks and like healthier food, you know, so I could make sure I get my protein and all that and, and just stay on my diet. And then luckily after that, um, after I stopped, I, uh, I had a, I had my own house too. So I was, oh, nice. I would eat there too. And I mean, living not too far away from here, I could always come home. It was only like 15, 20 minutes. So it's quick ride. Even if like, say before, like, like a while ago before practice, I could run home quick, get a good food or like go to the store really quick, get some like healthy stuff, you know, and I could yeah. just come back, you know? So I, one thing for me, at least I really, really wanted to stay on my, on my, on my shit, you know, yeah, yeah. make sure everything was good. Cause even, even when I did play baseball, like, fitness was, like, it was still one of those things I just absolutely loved. Like, it was my other other thing that I loved doing. So that was so important to me to make sure my diet's on point and, like, lifting, too, especially.
0: So I, I, I'm a big fan of, like, the – I love following, like, recruitment and stuff mm-hmm. for kids out of high school. What, how – so you get recruited to a Division One school. Yep. What other teams were interested and was Central kind of, like, right out of the gate, the clear-cut number one? Or was there mm-hmm. maybe a Division two or Division three school, another Division one that hopped in that you were interested in?
1: Mm-hmm. So coming out of high school, I um, – so Central, they basically offered me a spot to play when I was um, – like earlier – not really earlier, but like during my senior year. So I was a little bit of a late recruitment, you know. Okay. So they saw me pitch a bunch of times, and they were like, yeah, you should – come here you know we, you have a spot and i was like all right sweet you know because in my mind i always wanted to go d1 always yeah, d1, yeah. you know and then it didn't it didn't work out in the end you know but luckily i have something else that i love doing mm-hmm. and uh for me at least it just wasn't it wasn't um i didn't i wasn't gonna go anywhere you know like i mean i was good but i wasn't gonna go pro, play pro baseball i couldn't make money off of it, you know i was so it just wasn't worth it to keep playing in my opinion but, um, going out of high school, you know, there was a mostly a lot of D3 schools, you know, Eastern, I was actually originally going to go to Eastern to okay. play. And actually when I stopped playing, I was still debating on going to, going to play at another school. And like, I was thinking about transferring there and stuff like that, but it was mostly a lot of D3 schools, um, some D2s, but I didn't really look over, I didn't really look at them too much, just because farther away, and I wanted to stay pretty close to home, and that's why Central was literally perfect, D1, you know, 15-20 minutes from home, I could go back and forth, and you know, it was everything I wanted, but it just didn't work out in the end, but I mean, I don't regret it at all, I will say don't regret it.
0: I was going to ask, is that something you maybe regret, because if you had gone to Eastern, if you'd still be playing maybe, Mm -hmm. but then if you're still playing, then you're not really on the path you're on now where you're competing mm-hmm. um, in powerlifting competitions. So it, it is, it, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword for you. You could mm-hmm. either still be playing baseball, but not be competing at the level you're at right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's my thing. You know, I love this, so I don't regret anything, but um, yeah, maybe if I did go there, I probably would still be playing, you know, it just the way it was at the, at the school I was at, just, I didn't like it. It just wasn't for me, you know, how, you know, it was just just wasn't fun, really. It kind of ruined it for me when I got there. So, yeah, I mean, I don't regret it at all. But if I did go to another school, I think I would still be playing. I'm not gonna lie, I will say. But mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason. So I am where I am now, and I'm really happy with how everything's been going.
0: Do you think it maybe um, like the aspect that it was Division One? Because a lot of Division One schools, you're essentially an athlete. You're there to make the school money. Was mm-hmm. that maybe a factor in it? Where it was like your whole time there you are a baseball player it wasn't maybe as fun as playing in high school where it's mm-hmm. uh I guess I always say that high school sports are the probably the purest form of the game mm-hmm. of really mm-hmm. any sport because a lot Absolutely, of are that. fun so did that did the fun just kind of get sucked out of it when you realized that it was more of a business at the division one level versus you and your friends having a good time and playing baseball
1: yeah that's it was it was just such a job you know it was unorganized you know I wouldn't It just everything was like last minute and stuff too. And then I ended up hurting I got hurt and it just wasn't worth it at the end. You know, I was a pitcher, so my elbow was all sorts of jacked up and everything. So it's just in the end it just wasn't worth it, you know. But yeah, it was it was a business, you know, it was a job, Mm -hmm. you know, and I couldn't I couldn't work or do any of that too. And I had, you know, I gotta pay for stuff too, you know. So it just wasn't really worth it. But yeah, high school was high school was so fun and like going into it, I was so hyped up you know, it was, it was, it was, it was going to be awesome. You know, I was so excited. And then, yeah, it just kind of ruined the fun for it. You know, like central as a team, they're awesome. They're nasty. They, they were in Oregon this year, you know, yeah. just some people, it just doesn't work out, you know, so it is what it is, but yeah, it just kind of ruined it for me. It just wasn't fun anymore. High school baseball for you probably was a little bit more fun than a
0: lot of kids around the state yeah. were playing for coach Fiore, uh, playing at mm. East Catholic, you guys were, every year coming out of the CCC that you guys were a powerhouse. So, I mean, that probably was a lot more fun knowing that you were going to go out there and win some games versus Uh that were like, we don't know how good we're going to be this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We were, yeah, especially in high school, we were we were always pretty good too, and we were always into it. Especially for the summer teams I played for, we were we were nasty. You know, we were going everywhere, and our pitching staff was great too, and great coaches too. So it was so fun. Even the kids I played with, like they're all, I was all really good friends with them. Like we would hang out all the time and stuff too, which made it so much better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now,
0: did you play with both the Mazzucato brothers, um, uh, Frank and Anthony?
1: Oh yeah, so so um. Anthony, I played with all the time. You know, even my uh, so when I, I my sophomore years when I stopped playing, I played for a couple like maybe a month and a half or so. So a little bit at Central, and then um, all throughout high school, I did play with Anthony in summer ball too. Like I'll, we were always on the same team. You know, for the Connecticut rivals, we played together. Uh, East Catholic too. Frankie was a freshman when I was a senior, gotcha. so he coming up like I I knew he was gonna be good. I remember seeing him at practice. I was like. I didn't I don't know why he wasn't on varsity. Like he could have pissed for us. Like he could have been one of those other guys, you know. Cause it was me, Anthony, and this other kid named Jake. We were we were the three guys on the staff when I was a senior, but like he could have helped out a lot. I knew I saw it from the beginning. He was gonna be legit, you know. And then I'm looking at him He's a first rounder, which is crazy.
0: Yeah, it's crazy now. A bunch of the mock drafts. I've seen a bunch of them having like twenty-nine to LA, huh. which is outrageous yeah. yeah
1: he 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 really progressed and he's he's gonna be good he's gonna be good I saw I went to the state championship too and he just absolutely shoved it to him <laughs> it's yeah. kind of crazy for real like seeing how he just progressed like I remember when he was a freshman and then like I remember I saw him throw and like I, I had a pocket radar on him and I was like, this kid's throwing 92 like, what the hell like as a senior like what the like you don't you don't see especially in Connecticut you don't see that no. ever never uh-uh
0: it's crazy that he – I was looking at it uh, yesterday. I think a kid from, like, Waterford ended up winning Gatorade Player of the Year for baseball over him. I'm like, that's just
2: – Oh, Frankie didn't win it? <laughs> no, it's a – No, shame are you serious? Oh, matter. that's ridiculous. The kid went,
1: like, 50 innings with no hit. Even his yeah. brother's good, too. Seriously, that – Yeah. Both of them are both nasty pitchers. Anthony – Anthony's done really well. He was nasty in high school. He had a great couple years at Central, too, and he's still mm-hmm. doing well. But, like, Frankie, too, like, that's kind of crazy. I thought he was going to win it. I. You and me both. But uh, so yeah. when, when's
0: the next competition looking like for you? Are you still maybe coming down from the most recent one? Or do you already have one kind of planned out for a few months?
1: Um, you know, I'm not hundred percent sure. yet. I'm definitely going to try to find one maybe at the end of this year, the beginning of next year. Um, we'll see. I'm going to talk to my coach, Steve, see what he says about it. Uh, at least for the next like couple of weeks, I'm going to kind of a little bit beat up a little, definitely beat up, you know, my hips, my knees are a little bit, a little bit shot, a little bit of tendonitis, my elbows too. So I'm just going to heal up, um, and just kind of see where it takes me get on some more programming within the next couple of weeks. And then definitely going to look for a meet within the next like end of the year, beginning of next year i would say something like that
0: what's this week kind of looked like for you has it been a lot of just stretching kind of just getting your body back to normal after having a day where you're it's three you're going through three huge lifts at the Uh hardest you're probably going to go so how is your like you said your body's a little beat up how has the recovery process been
1: so uh so i dude i love being in the gym so so monday let's see what's today today's wednesday um monday i kind of just went in the day after i did some cardio got a nice like hit some arms you know got a nice pump mm-hmm. then a uh, day after the same thing you know i love being at the gym so i always find a way to do something but yeah nothing nothing too crazy definitely no big compound lifts or crazy stuff like that you know i'll just go in get a pump like i hit some uh, arms monday um like a little bit of pull some back stuff nothing like not chest supported where my little back is fatigued because my hips a yeah. little back are a little bit definitely a little bit sore after the meet like today i I did um i did some i benched a little bit today i uh some chest stuff but nothing too crazy right now definitely got to heal up these next couple weeks but gotcha Mm -hmm. awesome Mm -hmm. jake i
0: appreciate uh getting you on um Mm -hmm. hopefully next time your next competition rolls around after when you put up even bigger numbers we'll get you right back on to talk about it again yep that's the goal man we'll see where it takes me yep Awesome. Thank you for listening to this episode of the My Parents Office podcast and stay tuned for more episodes we will be guys. to you. guys. Thank to
1: be you